Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to do a lot, actually. We're going to break yeah. down the NFC predictions. <laughs> We're going to talk about – there really is. Like, it was – going into this week, it was going to be nothing really but us talking about a lot of the NFC predictions. We were going to give our thoughts on the playoffs. And then, of course, the world came to an end – and we've got quarterbacks that were announced, some of which we might not have thought that were going to be announced. We've got injuries that happen. We've got trades that happen. The running back scenery is all fluctuated again. And I don't know what else to say. But today on this episode, I've got a few things that I want to go out with, though, too, as well. We've got the NFL predictions happening on the second half of the show. We're going to break down the NFC playoff teams, of which we think are going to happen. We're going to give you an NFC championship pick. Um, I've got a few bets that I promised you on last week's show that I'm going to go over. I found a couple of them, a couple of them that I'm really, 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 really big fans of that I laid a little, laid a little money on today. But before any we go any further, I wanted to introduce my podcast partner here, Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you, buddy? Good. You know, if we would have done this on, uh, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday, I might have still been in mourning. But uh, you know, I've had time to process. Uh, Matt allowed a moment of silence yesterday for one of the news pieces we'll touch on. Uh, and, you know, I've resigned myself. I, I adjusted my playoff picks accordingly. Yeah, it's uh, – I I don't – I just – I don't know what to say about the decision of making. And we'll just start – we'll kick it off with that. Teddy yeah. Bridges, so we got, the, we got the quarterback calls. Andy Dalton, as expected. I don't know Most what any San, San Francisco still trying to keep us in limbo, but yeah, everybody else. Well, and apparently, uh, I don't know if you saw this. Apparently, Washington said they have not yet named a starter. I didn't know there was competition, but we'll let that go to the exactly. Four teams that, that oh well, then of course cards. we don't have one. We don't have one in New England yet either. So there is still some situations that are unfolding. Maybe the crazy I, thing about it like is they is, said it was Cam Newton. They did, but they kind of. Bill's, Bill's going to roll out on September 11th. Be like, is this a question? I told you it was Cam Newton seven months ago. Exactly, exactly. It's going to be interesting to what they do out there. But the ones that we were are, which was perfect that these ones, two of the ones, Andy Dalton was named, and then James Winston. I don't know how long Dalton's going to be the quarterback, but anybody that thought anybody other than there was actually some juice. There's actually some juice on the table about Andy Dalton being the week one starter. And and I called it so many months ago, and I think it's a great idea. First off, just because week one's against the Rams. Yeah, so let Aaron Andy Dalton. Dalton go out there and die. You know what I mean? Let Andy Dalton go out there and die. You know what I mean? Week one. But I do think just because they paid that man and and they didn't expect Fields to drop to them. They didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? They had that, that was not on the cards on draft night. So I do think it's a respect factor to Andy Dalton because we all remember the infamous quarterback one scenario on Twitter that the Bears threw out there when Dan Dalton signed, and we all were like, "Is that Look, really anybody?" At that point in time, all they had was Nick Foles, and they knew, "Hey, I we read the room." Clearly. They still have Nick Foles, which is weirdly enough. But I, I'm surprised um, Foles ha they haven't been able to find somebody. It's a lot Foles. of money, though. You know, I still. This is not because I don't think Zach Wilson should start, but if I'm the Jets, I'm still maybe padding a veteran behind him or um, someplace that has a sketch ball offensive line. I'm surprised somebody has. It's got to be the contract, though. Yeah, it's 100. percent It it does. It's it's it's. I think it's the contract. So with that being said, Andy Dalton Bears, Jameis Winston New Orleans, Teddy Bridgewater. The Denver Broncos. Um, and, and Trevor Lawrence beats out Gardner Minshew. Another competition I, we didn't I, know was a competition. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even – I wasn't even going to – I saw you wrote so, it. I wasn't even going to acknowledge it because I don't even know what to say about that. I would say only one of those four was a surprise to me. I expected Dalton to start the season. Yeah. I think I'm – so uh, for those of you that follow our ranking sheet, I went and updated all my season long rankings uh, accordingly last night um, with some of the other news about Travis Etienne going out and Sonny Michelle getting traded, which we'll get to and all these quarterback fluctuations. I'm coming around to based on the fact that the Texans no longer will allow Watson to practice that he's 
in some way not going to play for them. It's now, you know, when he reported to camp and he was practicing every day, I was like, well, I guess they're going to let him practice and play. But now it seems like they're not. So I've kind of made that. Looks like Carson Wentz is actually going to play week one. So I've made some adjustments there. And then with all these new quarterbacks, the only one, like I said, I think Dalton plays. I have Justin Fields. I actually moved him up in the 20s in my quarterback rankings. I think Andy Dalton probably plays three or four games. And then uh, the Bears make a, a change. I don't think they beat the Rams. I think there's a decent chance they beat the Bengals. But I think there's a real decent chance they get embarrassed by the Cleveland Browns, at which point in time they look toward making a change. Because I, I, some Bears fans have said Nagy's not on the hot seat. I think he certainly is. James no, Winston, not that big of a surprise. I think it's still going to be them rotating Taysom Hill in. Uh, I think the NFL Network guys said it perfectly. The only reason Hill would have been named the starter is if he was clearly better in all phases than Jameis Winston. Otherwise, Taysom Hill has a role. If they took Drew Brees off the field for Taysom Hill, they're still going to take Winston off. And he's pro- we always thought he was probably going to be in there and be in a split. I think he looked nominally better than I was expecting, but New Orleans has no receivers, which is a problem. The one that's disappointing to me is Bridgewater. Um, I had a feeling they were going to do it after watching the second preseason game, just the way they called and the way they structured things and the way they pushed to try to have maximum success when he was on the field and to have maximum inefficiency when Locke was on the field. Um, was kind of a bummer. My take has been this. Um, Vic Fangio on the hot seat. Based on his interviews and this decision, among others, I think he's right now playing not to lose rather than playing to win. Uh, and that is a distinctly different thing in sports, which is why, you know, Denver made the safe choice. They'll probably still be 3-0 and based on the, the first three games of the season at the Giants, at the Jaguars, home to the Jets. But I don't think they make the playoffs. I think that they, with Bridgewater in there, they're a 7-9 to nine win team. And yeah. They won't put up the points to beat Kansas City. I don't even think they win seven to nine games, to be honest with you. But the only reason that I think they, they have a decent defense and they do have weapons. Like that's the – and the biggest problem I think is is I don't – I don't know. I, I don't get the Teddy. I didn't get the Teddy Bridgewater thing. They should have drafted Justin Fields. They should have just, they should have just. So did you him. see the report that came out that if they finally kind of gave a reason why they didn't, um, he didn't clear with their medical staff because of the epilepsy. Moving on. Um, yeah. yeah. I, no, but I, I mean, that actually is a reason that, makes more sense than we thought we needed a corner after going and signing three corners in the off season. I'm sure they like Patrick Sertan and I like what I've seen from Sertan, but they said they love Justin Fields talent and potential, but they had a red flag for the medicals. Interesting. I'm wondering Uh, if that was the differentiation for a couple of those teams because Carolina, I'm still surprised they didn't go, you know, maybe a couple of these teams were more, concerned about that than others and that's where he slid in a couple places uh big running back news this week travis Etienne out for the year all the james robinson truthers are out with running circles around the houses um which really annoys me because you can't predict injuries so like this is not a victory lap that's not a victory lap because Etienne had was going to have a role in that offense for me what this did is i think this personally put a little bit more weight on Lawrence as a quarterback play heading into the season. Not that he wasn't already going to be, but I do think they can rely on James Robinson. James Robinson's a good back, but I thought that they were going to really utilize Etienne. Um, this does boost the LaVisca Chenault bandwagon that's out there. So yep. that's another, there's, there's another victory lap somewhere. Those are some of the, some but, of the ranking adjustments I made. I put Robinson up a little higher. I dropped Trevor Lawrence a little bit in the QB order and I boosted LaVisca Chenault because Chenault probably some of the things that he does with rushing and some of those shorter pass routes were going to be the ATN role. If you I always thought James Robinson was going to be involved. The ones that should be doing a victory lap are the Carlos Hyde truthers because that that guy finds a way on the field no matter where he goes. Exactly. So it's going to be 
Um, very interesting that how that works out. Um, and then, of course, the big one, Sony Michelle to the Rams. Um, I haven't had a chance to really kind of process this and then update my rankings on it. Um, but for me, I, I know I see a lot of individuals really kind of bashing this move. The thing about this is the Rams are in a win-now window, Okay. They are in a window of which they need to win football games and they need to do it now. Stafford's not going to be a quarterback in three years for this team, more than likely, okay? McVay, he's not on a hot seat, but it's going to start getting a little bit warmer if he doesn't start producing since that Super Bowl. You know, we've seen a lot of guys fired for less in the NFL, but it's only going to be so long. And I really do love Stafford in this offense. Like I am excited because I think that they have the weapons that all the way around. I love this move. I backed completely off Henderson. I'm completely mm-hmm. off Henderson and I want no part of it, which I'm okay with. You know what I mean? I, I, I just really, really do. But at the end of the day, hang on. I was about to say to do Julio Jones and Robin, Robbie Adams. Oh, we have a question here. I was about to do Julio Jones, Robbie Anderson for Chris Godwin because I have Mike Evans and wanted that stack. However, I took it back because I always want. I also have the Mahomes in stack, and I would like to be punting too many games. Yeah, you definitely don't want Evans and Mike Evans stack personally because I don't know. If it's Dynasty. I'm still I'm still taking uh, Godwin over Julio Jones and Anderson. If it's redraft, I'm probably I think Julio Jones is going to have a fine season. So. Yeah, me as well. Um, but with that being said, I, I I look at it this way. I don't want either part of these guys fantasy-wise because I'm not sure how it's going to play out. I do think if you take a late-round flyer on Michelle, I haven't really seen what his uh, – uh, no, it's not. It's Dynasty, of course. Then, yeah, maybe Godwin for Robbie yeah. Anderson and Julio Jones, then I definitely would do it then. Because Godwin could potentially go somewhere else again. He's on that franchise tag. Yep. Yeah, um, and if they if they do if Brady leaves, then he's definitely going to leave. I think God Godwin for for Julio Jones and Robbie Anderson in a dynasty with when you're thinking long term to me is a fantastic value. I yeah. mean, you might you might get jammed up a little bit by having stacks. Um, although I, if Godwin stays healthy, I still have Godwin on the cusp of wide receiver one this year, and Evans is a high end wide receiver too. I think Tampa Bay is going to be great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that trade as well. If it's if it's dynasty, I th- I say you pull the trigger whether or not you have the Mahomes Kelsey stack or not. Which first off, Mahomes Kelsey Godwin and Evans that's a that's a hell of a dynasty roster. I got it. You can't do much better. I mean, that's that's really good to have that in your starting roster. It may not matter who your running backs are. Exactly. Um, but as far as Michelle goes, I think if you want to, I think the value here of the two is definitely Michelle. You want to take a late round flyer, make it happen. That's just my honest, mm. honest opinion about it. But I'm, I was already 50-50 on Anderson. I felt like this prior put – all it really did for me was moved up Cup, moved up Woods, moved up Stafford. And, and Henderson was – Henderson's okay. But I saw somebody tweet this out. They said, we saw an entire year of Henderson and McVay still went out and drafted Akers. And it's like, here no, we are. So we, He didn't – yeah, I think that was more about they were letting Gurley go. I they they want a couple of backs. I always thought it was going to be some kind of a split. I think going out and getting Sonny Michelle tells you a couple of things. They're worried can Henderson stay on the field. He has struggled with injuries both the first two years. Already got dinged up in camp, even though they decided they weren't going to put him on the field. That's not a incredible sign. You know, if you're out there and he's your only guy you're counting on. The other thing is they looked at the Jake Funk, they looked at the Xavier Jones, and they were like, if Henderson was to miss time, do we feel good about those being our only options? Raymond Clayus got injured last week, uh, has surgery. I think he's out for the year now. They didn't have a ton of depth in that room. I think all of us thought they were either going to get one of these free agents who is still out there. They were going to try to hit waivers. I'm not convinced they don't still add a body in waivers. We know it takes a long time uh, to really learn the complexities of that Rams offense. I don't particularly think the Patriots offense is similar to what the Rams are running from what I've seen on the field. 
So I, Henderson's probably still the lead of the committee. I dropped him back into RB3 territory for me out of low-end RB2 territory because I think he might miss some games. And I boosted Sonny Michelle up, you know, I think right on the cusp of top 50. I think he's going to get some goal line carries. He's going to run. He's not a guy who has managed to stay healthy all the time either. That's been one of the, the struggles with him. I think he's still going to be a power runner. He's probably going to be a red zone guy. I think he's going to look an awful lot like what we saw from Malcolm Brown the last couple of years. Yeah, I like the move there a lot. I just I'm out on that backfield period. I feel like that's just to me yeah. it's 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 disgusting. I mean, it went Sony Michelle went from one committee to another committee. You know what I mean? That's really what it was. It what kind of but at least he too. has a more uh, more defined role. You know, with the Patriots, with how Ramondre looked, with James White being the pass catcher, and with Damian Harris clearly being the better between the twenties guy. I, I think he was going to be the odd man out. He's potentially in a contract year. This was the reason I had considered. You know, I had thrown out. Will the Rams go get a Royce Freeman, who's another guy that's shown some flashes, has been decent, is on the end of a rookie deal uh, with the injury they had to Mike Boone there in Denver. Denver probably was less uh, less excited about moving Freeman. They may actually need him to play. Most teams want to have two or three running backs. That's another yeah. position where you not only rotate guys, almost even the good teams rotate players. I mean, Alexander Madison's going to play even if Dalvin Cook manages to make it through all 16 games. They You just get worn down. You use other guys, especially with the 17th game. I think teams are thinking ahead about what that's going to do. Yeah, it's going to play a huge factor in, in the offenses, defenses, et cetera. Um, all right, so the two games of the week for you this week, you like the Chicago Bears, Tennessee Titans, Browns versus Falcons. Tell us why. Yeah, so I want to see Justin Fields. He's getting the start. They said they're going to put him out there with some of the ones. Um, you know, I still think no matter what happens on um, this weekend that we're going to see Andy Dalton week one against the Rams. But I think they've moved closer to a posture where they're thinking Justin Fields is going to be on the field sooner than, you know, earlier in the offseason. I thought it might be more like where their bye week is in week 10 that they start looking to put Fields on the field. I think he's in there by October now and and we want to see what he looks like i want to see what he looks like with some of these top line players against uh tennessee's probably a playoff team um you know maybe not the greatest playoff team but they're probably a decent playoff team if they can get any of their guys out of the so many questions surrounding i mean we'll touch on the tennessee titans next week i think they're going to be a playoff team by potentially default depending on what the colts look like but their defense is terrible their secondary yeah. is, is no – they got rid of their entire secondary and really didn't do anything. You're well, in a, if you watched their defense last year, it's arguable they didn't have a secondary. Well, I mean, again, that's that you're not wrong. So uh, yeah. the second game I went with is Sunday night football. It's the last preseason game uh, going out on Sunday night. Cleveland Browns have already said they're going to play their starters some in the first half, so that will be fun. Looking forward to seeing Kyle Pitts. I actually personally want to see Josh Rosen in Atlanta. I think, uh, you know, we were talking about was this the end for him when he got released in San Francisco. This is a perfect landing spot um, because McCarron's gone for the year. All they had was Philippi Franks. Um, so I would think Rosen has a real good chance of making it and being the backup there. Not a bad system to learn from Arthur Smith to play with Matt Ryan. It's, you know, it's a place where he could potentially see the field. I want to see what he looks like. And I'm excited to see Kyle Pitts. I haven't really gotten to, you know, I know you're going to be shocked. I haven't made it a point to go out and find Atlanta early in this uh, preseason period. Um, for me, Josh Rosen is already the best quarterback in Atlanta, so maybe he'll be starting by week three or four. I'm, no, I'm not kidding, actually. Um, but with that being said, uh, we could talk about the Atlanta Falcons being one of our playoff teams, but then uh, we'd be lying to you. So with that being said, that was a max picks week. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm not going to talk about my bets this week because I'm, or I'm going to, but after we make our predictions because my bets coincide with some of my picks. And what I want you to do, Matthew Fox, is I want you to give me your four division winners first. Give me what yep. those first. So uh, top seed, winner of the NFC South, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, they were – people forget, they were 11-5 and five last year. It's not like they – were terrible. They got off to a little bit of a slow start putting the uh, gang together. That gang's been together, and they've been on a roll, and I think they roll through uh, year two. Uh, second seed might be a surprise for some. Winner of the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys. I like me some Dak. I'm, I'm 
apparently on the train. Hard Knocks has worked its way into my soul. What can I say? Uh, number three seed, uh, winner of the NFC West, the Los Angeles Rams. I like Stafford. I picked Detroit for the playoffs last year. RIP that selection. So I'm following him, <laughs> Sean McVay. And then uh, my four seed winner of the NFC North, the Green Bay Packers. So this is where I really honed in on Tampa Bay being my one seed. I looked at the last four games of the season. Okay. Tampa Bay's last four games, New Orleans, Carolina, Jets, Carolina. That to me, it's a really stand, right there. It, it, yeah, exactly. That to me really stands out. I think the Saints are going to be garbage this year. And Carolina, I, I am, I don't know. Somebody in that division is going to be better than what they expected. I really feel like they're going to be that team. I can see Carolina getting to to eight or nine wins. I really can. I really can. Yeah, I, have I, them, I have them going nine and eight. So listen, they start the season: Jets, Saints, Houston. Jets say Houston, that's three winnable games, okay? Then they go to Dallas, but then they've got Philadelphia. Okay, Philadelphia is going to be terrible, all right? Minnesota, Giants, Atlanta, New England. Guys, we're, we can look at it, you know, we're eight games in the season. They could have five or six wins already, okay? Back, in, back half of their stretch, yeah, it's a little bit harder, right? We got Washington, we got Miami, we got Atlanta. Atlanta's garbage. We got Buffalo, we got Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Now, that's where it struggles. If they start hot, can they finish strong? That's where I really struggle with Carolina. Carolina was on the cusp of that of my playoff seeds. They really were. They were this close. I just feel like there's one division that's going to kind of have everybody, almost the entire division in the playoffs. You know what I mean? But with that being said, I got the Bucks at the one seed. Um, Green Bay, last four of the season. This is another one that I looked at really strong. Last four of the season, a little bit hard. They got two hard ones, two kind of softballies, okay? They've got Baltimore in Baltimore. That one's going to be a question mark. Then they've got Cleveland at home, Minnesota, Detroit. I do like those last two games. I do like Green Bay as uh, as a team. I'm sorry, Green Bay is my three seed. My number two seed, I love this team. You mentioned them as well. My team as well. Down the stretch, Minnesota, they do have, they're hard down the stretch. Seattle, Minnesota, Baltimore, San Francisco. I got the LA Rams as my number two seed right now. I've had them up as my number one, number two seed. I, I feel confident in this team. I really do. Um, coming in at number th- – my three seed was Green Bay Packers. My four seed is the Dallas Cowboys, okay? The Dallas Cowboys schedule, last four last – fu- last se- their schedule's easy, okay? You know what? I'm making a change on the fly. My number three seed is going to be the, uh, is gonna be the Dallas Cowboys. Listen to this. Down the stretch, they play uh, week 12, Raiders. Week 13, Saints. Week 14, Redskins, Giants, Redskins, Arizona, Philadelphia. Folks, I'm telling you right now, they can start slow and finish strong. Heading that's a, that's a, This is an 11-win team, hands down. 11-12-win team. I, I personally feel like maybe 10-11 is more realistic, but I, I have them a 10-11-win team, and I do think that that's, that's easily I – I think they win the division by two games, easily. I, I have them win the division by at least two games, I, I think, I think. Give me five minutes until let me think about it, and I probably won't. Okay, I'm wishy-washy. I'm very Dallas. Dallas was my Super Bowl team last year, so I'm very hesitant to go with Dallas again this year. But you will not find a bigger Dak supporter in the entire world than me because I hate the Cowboys. I hate their fans. Their fans suck. I don't want to see them win shit because of that. Okay, I don't want to hear about the Cowboys winning the first Super Bowl in 95 years. Every year is the Cowboys year. All right, I'm done with my Cowboy rant. Sorry. Um, but so I had, um, you know, I use the playoff predictor site that I, that I sent you so you can play the actual schedules out. I had Dallas winning 12. Um, but I, I think Washington's going to be good. I think that that's going to be a battle all the way down. I have Washington in the playoffs. Just not, uh, I think that game, uh, down the, at the end of the season where Washington's at Dallas, I had Dallas winning that one. And I think that could be. Very well be. They're another decider. team. They're another team down the stretch that I really feel like they have. They have some smooth sailing with uh, Las Vegas, Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly Giants. You know what I mean? I really feel like that's that they have a pretty. I mean, you finish with two games against Philly and one against the Giants through the last four. If you win three of those four, you're in the playoffs. I feel like that with their schedule early on. I feel like they win three of those four. We'll see them in the playoffs. Uh, all right, so that's my four. That's the, that's my one through four. Uh, Bucks, Packers, Cowboys, Rams are, are in that one through four somehow. I forget how I laid it, but it's all right. All right, so 
Wild card. Now let, let's go ahead and so that throw this out here. First question. Fox and I don't talk about this. Had the same top, same four division winners. All right. So Fox, let me hear those wild card teams. So fifth seed, top wild card, I have Washington. Uh, and then sixth seed, uh, wild card, Arizona Cardinals, seventh seed wild card. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. I actually, in my simulation that I settled on, had all four teams in the NFC West above 500, but Seattle at nine and eight, just missing. I had uh, New Orleans and Carolina and Chicago also nine and eight, just missing. Okay. So for me, when I look at this, I struggled because Arizona, Seattle, one of those two teams, I, actually, I have an Arizona, Seattle. Carolina. Two of those sorry, hang on. Three. Yep. Two of those three are gonna be in the playoffs. Okay. Or no, sorry. Yes. Are gonna miss the playoffs. Are gonna miss the playoffs. Okay. Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the US, more than fifty percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Okay, I got Washington. I'm on that Washington bandwagon as well. Um, I think that they're the better. I just feel like they're, they're the, 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 the NFC is a little weak this year. Okay, I really feel that. It, and it's the first time in a while because Minnesota, I kind of looked at them a little bit. And I just I just don't really – I can't get behind They have that them. 7 and 10 energy, especially. Yeah, they really do, you know. We, we didn't talk about it, but they appear to be having some internal strife between, like, uh, Cousins and the coach who has made some comments. Kirk Cousins is on that Cole Beasley life plan and has already, yeah. like, gotten the quarterback room knocked out a couple times. They just signed a defensive lineman who last year called Kirk Cousins' ass on Twitter. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Like, they, they, I just don't feel that good chemistry coming out of them. Yeah, Minnesota. I don't either. And you look at their schedules, not particularly great. So, I, I think they're a, you know, 7-8-9 win team. Now, San Francisco – is one team I'm buying, okay? Yeah. Now, down the stretch, okay, so Washington's my five, right? Washington's my five. The 49ers are my six seed, and I'll tell you why. San Francisco, down the stretch, listen to this. They have a really good stretch week 11, Jacksonville, Minnesota, at Seattle, Cincinnati, Atlanta. Then they finish Tennessee, Houston, at the Rams. That rat at the Rams game could be very pivotal for what's going on in, in, in the playoff race there in general. But I like the 49ers. I like the 49ers a lot. I like the 49ers even more so with Trey Lance, obviously. I I have not been on the Trey Lance bandwagon, but I think it was the perfect landing spot. I think that he's going to fit ideally in that offense. They have weapons. People forget that they do have some weapons. They might not have the number one receiver like some teams do, but they have Kittle. They have Ayuk. They have Debo. I like that. I like that three right there. That three is really good. And, then of course, you have the backfield – they can. I think anybody can run in that backfield, and, and I'll be satisfied. I won't be satisfied fantasy-wise, but I'll be satisfied to begin with. But Trey Sermon's really good as well. It's easy six seed. So I got. So it came down to Arizona and Seattle again. Panthers. I really wanted to. I really, 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 really wanted to. But I was like, man, I don't know if I can do it. So I didn't do it. Okay. Arizona, Seattle. I struggle with this one because down the stretch, if you look at Seattle. Chicago you, Detroit, uh, Arizona. called Arizona garbage a few times. That's that's the truth too. But listen to this: they end the season. They uh, Seattle ends it. Chicago, Detroit, Arizona. Arizona ends it. Indy, Dallas, Seattle. So that's a that's a big difference, right? That's a big difference between those three games. I do think that week eighteen we're playing football for for a playoff game. We're playing football yeah. for a playoff game. That's one hundred percent. Well, could be the Sunday night game. Uh, is yep. Seattle and Arizona up there? And I give the edge to the home team. That's the only reason why I have Arizona in as my seven seed. I gave it to the home team here because I believe if it came down to scoring points, Arizona can can outlast Seattle just because of their weapons, and that to me is big. Also, gonna be piggybacking on Chase Emmitt's 
who will be a top 15 running back this year. I don't care what anybody says. Sue me. But I like it. That's it. And also that gives us guaranteed we have the same seven teams, which is completely absurd for it to even think because we didn't even talk to each other about their playoff teams until one minute before we went on the air. Aside from Tom Brady, who's uh, unassailable, unassailable uh, he won't get our stink on him. Um, we would like to apologize to the other six teams uh, when you're at home in January. Yes, exactly. I guarantee you of these seven teams that I have in the playoffs – Probably four of them will not be playing the playoffs at the end of the year. I, that, the, NFC, right. the NFC West is just so good. I think they do yeah. end up putting three teams in, and I would not be surprised 100%. if all four teams are above 500 because now you can't actually have any 500 teams anymore with that 17th game. So I think all four win at least nine games, and I think that's what kind of knocks their records back down. Like the Rams, I like the Rams. The reason I don't have them as a higher seed in the NFC is because I think they'll lose one or two of those division games because yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough yeah. division, you know, whereas – a Green Bay, a Dallas, you know, Dallas has one good team in their division. Green Bay has a couple of R I teams in their division, but you know, and they also have Detroit. Against, Tampa Bay's playing against the wall next. I mean, Tampa Bay's playing against the wall this year. You know, they, you know, their that division's terrible this year. Well, and they returned they, they the entire team. Had, constructed an all-star lineup last year and it was only because it took some time to figure out and they didn't have a preseason i think that's why they were seven and five they were on such a terror by the time they hit the playoffs i feel like that carries over all right so before we reveal to everybody what our nfl our nfc championship team is going to be we're going to give you who our matchup is and we're going to give you a winner but before we do that i want let me let me give you a quick couple quick bets matthew fox that i like all right you ready for these this one's easy I got, I got this. The juice on this was plus one hundred. I got the Dallas Cowboys over nine wins. You're getting plus money on Dallas over nine wins. That to me, no brainer, absolute no brainer. I think they win nine games with their eyes closed this year. I really do. And the thing about it is, is is their defense that great? No, but not a lot of teams in the NFC are going to be able to outscore this team at the end of the day. You can't. They have a great nucleus. They've got CD. They've got Gallup. They've got um, Cooper. They've got Zeke in the backfield. I am – you just – there's not a – is there a better trio of receivers running back and quarterback in football? I don't really think there is. I, I can't think of it. I can't. Can you? Three receivers? Yeah, not not when you put the back? running back, you know. I would take well, – uh, yeah. There's a couple of teams that have a good trio of receivers and, and good quarterback situation, but it's adding – Zeke in there. All right. So Arizona, I got plus 100 over eight and a half. I like this one as well. The reason I like this, because I like Arizona as a playoff team. I like that. Look, they might only win nine games. They might only win nine games, but all they need to do is win nine for us to win the money. But now this is two bets, Fox, that I'm, I, 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 I swear to you, I put the chips in. I put the chips in. I made a teaser on it about – on on Twitter today about it, okay? I got plus 180. Okay, that's a lot of juice. Plus 180 is a lot of juice on a bet. The Saints under is plus 180 on eight and a half wins. I love this bet. Love it. I love it. Matthew Fox is looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm telling you right now, give me the Saints under eight and a half. And I'm telling I just look, I'm let me let me go to the schedule for you real quick. Green Bay, Carolina, New England. I have them starting the season probably one and two there if they're lucky. Now with Jameis Winston at quarterback, they might not even win a game this year. I'm telling you right now, this team is not – got Dallas, they've got Buffalo, they've got Tennessee, they've got Tampa Bay twice. I'm telling you right now, I do not see this team winning – I see them winning six or seven games, if that. If that. Now, now, now this is one final play I've got for you guys this week. It's on the Saints as well. This one's plus 750. This is an exact win title. I'm not telling you bet the house on it, but I got them at seven wins. If they land on seven wins, you get the plus seven, seven fifty money odds. It's not again, the juice is just, just lay a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit on this bet, but I like them at seven wins at plus seven fifty. You throw a dollar on that, you know, you win 700, you win $7 50 cents. You know what I mean? You, you, you don't want to bet the farm on it, but I say put a little juice on the seven fifty because I was looking at their schedule. They're a six or seven win team for me. And when you get there, I think that you're looking good. But if you for sure 
plus 180, under that eight and a, fa- eight and a half, I smashed it the moment I found Winston was going to be the quarterback. Now, if it was Taysom Hill, I still would have smashed it at eight plus under eight and a half. But either way, this team's not good. They don't have any weapons. Their teams are Alvin Kamara. No. Sorry. Yeah. Outside of Alvin Kamara. Let me calm down before everybody else. Well, big big question is when Michael Thomas comes back. Or yeah. if and, and if he plays for them. Exactly. That's the thing. Is I he going still to think be? he comes back and plays for the Saints. I think he said me too, but I just don't before. see them winning a, a whole lot of football games this year. They have a hard schedule. They're mm. playing. They play Seattle in that mix. They have. They, they like I said. They play a hard schedule, and they open the season up in Green Bay. Then they go to Carolina. They're not a good team outdoors. Green Bay's in New Orleans. So well, yeah. Well, yeah. Then they go to Carolina. Either way, but yeah, that's not that's not a good thing. Having facing Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams yeah. on on the turf I, is definitely not a good. I thing had that team. Starting 0 3 and starting slow, but I, I ended up uh, having them at 9 and 8. I think I that's think being a little generous, Fox. Well, maybe I like Michael Thomas more than you. But it Michael goes, Thomas is not going to make a Thomas difference. Mother, then me, then Drew Brees, then Sean Payton. Ugh. With that being said, folks, that's my bets. And next week, I'm going to bring you some AFC ones that I really, 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 really like. And then I'm also going to give you. I'm going to give you a little teaser. I talk about Chase Edmonds. I like him week one in Daily Fantasy. $4,600. You could throw him in the lineup and forget about him. That team's going to be – that's going to be a high-scoring game, okay? Tennessee. Very high-scoring game against Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee can't play defense. Carolina – or the Cardinals defense is uh, – it is what it is. There's going to be probably 50 points scored in that game. Chase Edmonds is going to have Cardinals easily – can't play defense either. They have uh, – Exa- yeah. Joseph. Exactly. So, and then the other thing that I like, I like the a Sam Darnold, DJ Moore stack week one against the Jets. Only $11,000 kind of saves you a little bit of money on the back half. Darnold's only 5K. I'll bring it up again next week because we have the NFL season right around the corner. But with that being said, Matthew Fox, I want you to hit me with your NFC championship game, baby. So uh, my last two standing I had when I played out the NFC is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. Let me stop you right here. Let me stop you right here. I already know who you pick because we talked about it off the air. If if this would break – I could not listen to anybody, any Cowboy fan, if they beat Tom Brady on the way to the Super Bowl. Damn it. I can't do it. I know. There's a lot about (sighs) – I mean, you could convince me the other way, but I picked Dallas to go to the to go sure. to the Super Bowl. Um, and actually, it'll be pretty amusing when we get to next week. It's going to feel a lot like the early 1990s uh, when you hear my AFC picks. I guess it's going to be Buffalo versus Dallas, baby. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, All week we'll be watching Four Falls of Buffalo. <laughs> So for me, I struggle with this one. Um, I don't believe – so I don't think any of these wild card teams are worth a nickel come for a long playoff run. So I I, I think one of – I think there is there is three teams – I think all four of the division winners could be in the Super Bowl. I really do believe that. I really do believe we could see the Cowboys. I do believe we could see the Packers. I do believe we could see the Bucks for sure. And I believe we could see the Rams. So for me, what it's going to come down to, I, I, I eliminate – I eliminate the Cowboys for one reason. I think it's the defense. I don't know if they can make the one stop to get them to the Super Bowl. Okay. And then I look at the then I look at the Bucks. I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't see them repeating. I my 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 NFC title game, Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Rams. And I think McVay gets his revenge on Brady and heads to the Super Bowl. I like the Rams in the Super Bowl. I don't know what it is. I think they're probably the most complete team in the NFC, and that's the reason why I've got the Rams going all the way. I really struggled here because I think I think the Bucks or the Packers kind of they don't have a strong enough defense, and they're not depth wise at wide receiver. Funches got cut just a few moments ago. I thought he was going to make an impact. He got, oh, he hurt got injured. He's, yeah, yeah, he got hurt, and he's injured. out the door. So I I, I don't see they them having. They're trying to bring the early 2000s back. Oh, God, I don't know about all that. But I, I do have the I have the Bucks Rams AFC title an NFC title game, and then I've got the Rams winning it, and I've got the Rams in the Super Bowl, and I'm not mad about it. So I will say, um, well, a lot of people may not realize 
Dallas's new defensive coordinator was the defensive coordinator the Seahawks had when they went to the Super Bowl, and they went and got quite a few pieces on defense. They played a little bit different. I think they're going to be better defensively than some people suspect. I don't think yeah. they don't have the Rams defense because they don't have Jalen Ramsey. They don't have um, Aaron Donald. But I like Micah Parsons. I like what I've seen from Micah Parsons. They improved some secondary pieces, and they probably just needed – like when you go from Mike Nolan as your coach to anybody else, there's going to, I mean, you could have taken over as defensive coordinator and I would believe Dallas was going to be better, but I, Dan Quinn was not an incredible head coach, but he did lead some pretty kick-ass defenses. I agree with you. My biggest problem with them, I think the only reason they don't go to the Super Bowl has nothing to do with what they put on the field. I believe it has to do with that head coach on the sidelines. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a concern. Please stop trying to talk me out of it. Was <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be hard enough to live with this for all the all the time. But I, you know, CD Lamb. It's hard. I can't, I can't quit. I just find, don't find somebody that looks at you the way I look at my CD Lamb shares. That's all. Oh you need man. I stole him a lot of different places last year because everybody freaked out about him landing in, in Dallas. But all right, so transitioning to our favorite Matthew Fox and I's one of our favorite segments of the show. Obviously, we love them all. Let's calm down. All right, calm down. Um, we watched a little-known movie on Netflix called He's All That, and it is a quintessential masterpiece, everybody. Quintessential masterpiece. If you have not seen this movie. That was an incredible letterbox. I thought, look, I thought so too. And I, I decided what I was going to do is I'm not even, I wasn't even going to rate it. And all I was going to put was masterpiece and then move on with my life. I, I just, Matthew, I know you liked it a little bit more than I did. Um, you know, oh, I, I, I gave it a, a star. I don't know if that's. <laughs> you gave it a star? Five. Yeah. You gave it a I star? Did. Yeah, yeah, one one out of five. I, I Look, didn't like it that much. That's no. that's disrespectful. I don't know how you're gonna disrespect that masterpiece. Like, first off, first off, the 1999 version is a classic. I love the 99 version. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you can't recapture that magic. And then they tried to with oh. a TikTok yeah. star. So that's. I had a lot of thoughts. One. It's a question. Uh, hold on, hold on. Oh no, no. First one I should, being, I what the hell was that? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna put you right here on the spot. Worst, worst actress: Addison Ray or Bella Thorne? Bella Thorne. Sorry. <laughs> that other girl. I just um, the worst actress in this movie is whichever the fucking Kardashians was in there. I can't keep on track. I think it was it was uh, uh, actually I don't know. Yeah, Courtney. Courtney. She looked like she was legitimately reading. Um, yeah, like oh, right reading on. cue cards. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I was 100%. like, no. Uh, I was so. I guess I don't know. Were you confused? It took me a little while through. I thought because they had Rachel Lee Cook as a parent. In this thing that she was just her, her character 22 yeah. years hence, you know, with her own yeah. child. Yeah. Only to figure out in the middle, no connection. Same with Matthew Lillard. Sure. They, You went and got recognizable people from the original. You put them in like prominent roles in this film, pretending that other one didn't happen. So that, Matthew I was Lillard's like, why, why are you doing this? That's part of the movie. His dance at the end was probably my favorite part of the entire movie. The thing about this is, yeah. Well, so there's a couple of things. I had never seen that girl before. You said she's a TikTok star. That would explain a lot. I'm going to be honest. I'm 40 years old. I don't TikTok. My wife kind of does. But I was like, who Who are these people in this movie? And they legit had a karaoke scene, which I initially, as I was watching, thought was meant to be a joke because I'm going to say the singing was subpar. Um mm. That's being generous. It was not ideal. Only to get to the end of that scene, I, I legit sent you a message. I'm sitting in the car dealership watching this this morning, and I was like, oh, why do they keep talking about these these performances as being good? They're doing like, I think it was a Miley Cyrus song. Or, oh, no, it was Katy Perry song. I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> it just, I'm, I'm like, why, why is this happening? And then at the end of the movie, Nobody even in 1999 wanted to hear Sixpence None of the Richers kiss me 
<laughs> so they just bang it out there and then they have like these weird dance interludes for everyone and then they did like a club remix of kiss me and i was like okay well this is a perfect kiss cap to this me. turn the best it's- part of the movie was the uh blooper reel over the credits um, I didn't make it that far. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, I didn't make it to the blooper reel over the credits. That's how I gave up on life. I literally just threw in the towel and I will say, like I said, the best part of the movie was probably Matthew Lillard dancing at the end of it. Like that was the best part. They had that weird dance off at their school dance, which I don't know why they were doing it plot wise, but I was kind of into that performance they actually did look like that was in right in their wheelhouse so i'm thinking a lot of those are people that are used to making like dance videos on tiktok my goal I mean, it appeared to be matthew fox on tiktok here we go baby matthew fox will be on tiktok with his own dance move coming soon um oh, recommendations for the weekend um there isn't a whole Not lot he's really. all that um, um definitely you know. oh my you liked Vacation Friends, it seemed like. Um, it was okay. It's hey, it should Lil have Howery commented on your post. He is Lil Howery is a national treasure. I don't really care what anybody says. I love that dude a whole lot. Like I love Lil Rel. He's just I don't know. He's the fun. I really feel like he's the funniest. He's like one of the funniest comedians. He was great in Fatherhood. I thought he was really good in the sidekick. He was fun in Free Guy. Um, that bad trip movie. I liked him in that too. I thought that yeah. movie was, it was, it was good for what it was. And I just feel like he is, he's in everything right now. And I just think he's funny. I think it could have been a lot better. The writing is a disaster and, but it's, it's an easy watch. You throw it on. It's a very raunchy comedy, like super raunchy, but it's, um, it's, it's not as good as the binge. I think it was last year. Cause I love that. That yeah. was great. I love the binge last year. It was original. I love, not really, really, really super original, but it was it was fun. It was fun. Um, I liked it though. Yeah, that was good. I'm trying to think of what else comes out this weekend. So I think the one you're most hyped for is Candyman. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go see that this weekend. I, I am really excited about it. Um, we both saw I, Reminiscence. I, I thought it was it was watchable. It was interesting. Yeah, it's very watchable. If you like if you like Westworld on HBO, Lisa Joy, who uh, co-show runs Westworld with her husband, Jonathan Noah, uh, did this one. Um, it's very similar. There are some fascinating visuals. I thought it was a cool idea. For me, the story doesn't always um, pan out, but I thought Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, and Thandie Newton were good. Yeah, it was a re- it was a strong cast, very strong cast, and that's what I think that's what kind of kept you invested, even with the sloppiness of the script. There, I, I think that's one hundred percent what kept me invested. Next week, it's loaded. You got Shang Chi coming out next weekend. You got Cinderella, which I cannot wait to talk about. Afterlife um, of the Party, I, which I'm watching that tonight. Probably, uh, I'm on a Netflix tear. We had Sweet Girl. And then I had, um, then we have He's All That, and then I've got Afterlife of the Party. That's the last three big Netflix movies that have came out. So I'll let you know about Afterlife of the Party in hey, my DMs because I can't really talk about it. original shows have been pretty good. That might actually be the, re- the recommendation because have you, I thought The Chair was decent. I watched I liked The Chair. It was a very easy watch. Very easy I was watch. with you. I liked the, I watched the first two of Clickbait so far. I will probably finish that. There is, um, it, you know, an interesting premise there. I thought that was fascinating. There was actually a show that they sneak dropped last week that I watched the first two of called The Defeated. Um, History Mm. is told from the point of view of the victors. That's never been more clear than this show. The Defeated drops you into Berlin in uh, just after the war ended in 1944. It's split up into four districts and trying to put itself back together. And it's not a great place. Taylor Kitsch, who I loved in Friday Night Lights, the TV show, but hasn't always hit as movie star plays a Brooklyn NYPD detective that gets sent to Berlin to the American sector to try to teach them how to be police officers. He's also trying to find his brother, played by Logan Marshall Green, which if you ever watch the OC, Ryan's brother, Trey, he's in there. Another kind of misguided, ultra-violent brother. I watched the first two. I'm going to come back to it. I love the period setup. I loved uh, the idea that they were telling something different. Michael C. Hall plays kind of a weird, creepy uh, American ambassador. He's good at the weird and creepy. If you've never seen Dexter, 
Yeah. He's definitely good at nailing that. It was they it was unceremoniously dropped on a Wednesday, but I actually enjoyed the first two episodes. And with all else fails, you can binge watch White Lotus, which is one of my favorite pieces of 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 TV. It, look, not everybody likes White Lotus. It is what it is. It's very strange, very weird, very different. It's pacing slow. But for me, it was just the consistent what in the world is happening that really kind of really caught me. And I thought the acting was phenomenal as well. Jennifer Coolidge was fantastic. Outside of that, next week we've got Cinderella. And I can't really say a whole lot about it right now. But Cinderella, watch out for my review on Wednesday. My review coming Wednesday. I will just say, Matthew Fox will say it for me. I think I like that movie a little bit. Oh, my God. I really did. I thought you were going the other way. My wife's no! interested, so I know I have to watch it. So I'm happy. You have to. It. it might be. Yeah. You know what? I might nix. Uh, I might nix the uh, Shang Chi being our movie next week, and might make it Cinderella. Um, we just talk no, about Hollywood. nothing. Nothing will make us a more popular show than going from Shang Chi down to Cinderella on Amazon Prime starring Camilla Cabello. I don't know. She's she's a, she. I'm telling. I can't really say a whole lot about it. I I can't. I can't say a whole lot about it. I can't. Not allowed to yet. On a strict, strict, I mean, strict you must have liked it if you're even considering giving it a recommendation since James Corden's in it, because I know how you feel about James Corden. I hate that man. Um, with that being said, we appreciate you guys tuning in this week to listen to the fa- uh, the Fantasy Football Happy Hour podcast. I don't even know what I was about to say, but... Yeah. Next week, we'll be back to talk about the better conference, the AFC. Yes, the AFC. We're going to be talking about the AFC next week. I've got a lot of thinking to do about the AFC, because... It's top heavy, and that's it. And by top heavy, I mean there's two good teams, and the rest of them are all. I really feel like I'm going to piss off a certain group of fans next week. I there's three good teams. Sorry, uh, the the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the uh, Bills are the three good teams in the AFC. So I really feel like next week I'm going to piss off a certain fan base, and I'm okay with it because. The hype has gotten out of control. And I'm going to end on that note, folks. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, at least only With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more. Only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.